1: Hello, Seattle. Hello, Pete DeSiano. Welcome to Happy Hour Radio. I'm your host, Christopher Chan, advanced small your weekend wine guy and the Commodore of cocktails. Hey, I've got uh, uh, some great Washington spirits in the house and uh, as well as some good Washington pie. And I'll get into that. Uh, but it is July. It's uh, pie in July. Or is it uh, February, July? I think we call <laughs> there's January, then there's February, July, then there's August. <laughs> it's the uh, this is the the one summer that it hasn't been perfect, but uh, I trust uh, we'll have that great Indian summer and, and lots of time to drink rosé or to head out and enjoy some events, of course, by to Seattle, uh, and then of course uh, the red, white, and brew. Both play, both events happen at the Seattle the center of the city, Seattle Center, where people meet, and those gonna be really fun events. I'll be at them, but. Um, Right now, I think I'm on a plane to Dallas for the Master Sommelier exam, and... uh uh, thank you. Yes, it's going to be great. I uh, plan on passing and uh, and plan on drinking on the way home. So, <laughs> uh, again, happy summer, happy July. Um, it's time to talk about spirits. And when you're entertaining, and especially in this great weather, you want to have uh, a, a variety of recipes to impress your guests. And uh, I have an impressive gentleman here. It's Ryan Hembry, who is the co-founder, master distiller of Skip Rock Distillers here in Washington. Hey, Ryan, welcome to Happy Hour. Hey,
2: thanks, Chris. I appreciate it.
1: So, uh, tell us. About
2: about Skip Rock, this
1: is what your eighth year? No,
2: actually, we are celebrating our tenth, tenth. anniversary. All right, uh, this year we're pretty excited about it. It's kind of crazy how time has flown by.
1: It has. That means we're having fun. They say something like
2: that. That's right. It's right. Where are you located? We're in Snohomish, uh, the historic downtown Snohomish, next to the river there. Uh, been that location for about nine years now.
1: All right. Yeah. Uh, do you have great local support? We do.
2: Uh, our Tasting room Rocks uh, throughout the week. We're open Monday through Saturday, 11 to 5.
1: Monday. I like that. Mondays
2: are killer. <laughs> Everyone's walking around in a small little town wanting to find something to do.
1: Uh huh. Yeah. The no, Mondays right. are great. <laughs> Idle hands or something, something like that. <laughs> hey, we don't judge. Cool. Uh, let's talk. Uh, how did you learn to distill? Or ferment, or both?
2: You know, I started homebrewing, um, gosh, over 20 years ago. Uh, wine, cider, you know, played around with a lot of different stuff. And then in 2009, though, I did finish the WSU enology program. Really? Yeah, so did that. There was a two year certificate program.
1: So you're a home brewer and now an, uh, an accredited viticulturist or an enologist. uh, You know how to make wine, and you said, yeah. you know what, let's just cut to the chase.
2: You know, I, I finished that, and I was like, gosh, I want, oh, I like spirits better. You know, I like the, I like the trajectory of the opportunity that it was looking at there,
1: you know, the, sure. what the market
2: was looking at like.
1: Well, uh, how many distilleries are in Washington? About 150 now, maybe, or 100? Just maybe like 135, 100, I'm kind oh, of guessing. Right. We'll Something cut, like so, that. I mean, it it's like between. right in there. And uh, of course, there's like a thousand wineries now, so perhaps yeah. you did choose. Uh, yeah. Choose wise.
2: I think we were like the fourth in the state.
1: Really? Yeah. So Dry Fly, then Dry
2: Fly Pacific, Ellensburg, oh, Pacific, yeah. and then Skip
1: Rock. Right, and uh, I hear Sound Spirits is actually taking a long hiatus.
2: Yeah, yeah. Seems a so good Steven, friend, right? And, yep. Wow. Um, it's you know, there's ten years goes by quick. It does. I mean there's been uh distributors have gone under and that that's a huge hit for a small distiller uh distributor or a okay. small distiller.
1: Yeah, and uh, of course con- conglomeration yeah. and uh yeah. consolidation I guess it benefits the consumer but um you know we you got to benefit the small business which is what uh Washington state's really founded on because well the taxes are Seattle anyway in yeah. Northwest. Uh cool. How many products have you produced? Uh, oh gosh. Um I think we got I mean, we have a good-sized portfolio. We really do.
2: And a big part of that is because of our, our tasting room. We get a lot of people come in. It's a small little tourist town. People want in there, hey, what do you do that's unique and different? Mm-hmm. They want something besides just the whiskey, vodka, gin kind of scenario. So we've kind of graph- We started doing a lot more liqueurs. Uh, and we because of my background, I worked with, directly with farmers for about 10 years. And so like. The raspberry and, and blackberry um, apple liqueurs, and those have done really well for us. Are there us.
1: blackberry farmers in Washington? There are, really? Yeah. So uh, I always thought it was like, uh, let's go get a, a little basket and head out. <laughs> no, these
2: are like the wild. You know, these these are the the cultivated ones. Uh-huh. Um, Samsung Estates up in uh, Everson does all of our raspberries and blackberries for us.
1: Cool. Well, that's great that that farm to table or yeah. farm to farm to bottle. From the bottle, there okay. we go. Yeah, to <laughs> the <Parmed a> cocktail, from <laughs> the cocktail, pretty neat. Yeah. So blackberry, raspberry, don't you do a chino? We do a chino as well. It's and a that's, black walnut liqueur. Uh, ink, well, it's it's uh English walnut is what we English, use. English. So it is, that's a. But isn't it founded on the black walnut? But it's actually a green walnut or something. Well,
2: there's there's black walnut and English walnut, two different types. All right. They're all green when they're harvested. The, uh-huh. the shell isn't formed yet. The English walnuts are what we have out here in Washington State
1: the most, and so that's what we utilize. And that's a flavor, or is that actually a sugar? Uh, a source of uh, fermentate f- fermental no, sugars. It, so it's flavor. Um
2: right. I mean there there's different tannic acids and everything that get contributed. Also all the color uh is all from that that cut up uh walnut. It just turns it that motor oil kind of black red. It's
1: it's dark. Do you have to process the fruit at all so to speak? Do you have to uh, roast it or No, no,
2: we, so we chop it up and macerate the But it's green. It's green at the time and then it turns this dark dark color. Wow. It oxidizes. Okay. That's where magic happens. Magic. That's right. The magic
1: of oxidation. Yeah. Yeah. Rust is gonna be really cool someday. <laughs> wow, what's that? Pretty neat. Um so Ryan Henry, uh you have employees, you have are you making continuous still, pot still?
2: We've got a um uh they call it technically like a, a pot hybrid still, uh, made in Germany. Uh so we can run it with two columns making, you know, our potato vodka, uh getting our 95 uh five percent. Then we have, um, we can run it just the the helmet basically, and run it just for the whiskey. We do uh, rum as well, so it's it gives us a lot of flexibility. Very cool. What's your website? SkipRockDistillers.com. And it's
1: Monday through Saturday. so eleven five. Come on 11 in. 11 a.m.? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I see. Five, you get out of there, you go to Happy Hour, right? Because that's what <laughs> you're competing with. Pretty cool. So you have some rum. And I think rum is, is one of my favorite distilled beverages in the world uh, because I find it so approachable. I even put rum in my Bloody Marys instead mm. of vodka. Um, that's just kind of what I do. It's called a Rum Mary. And everyone goes, what? Um, but you have some rum here. I'm, I'm really curious. Tell me about this particular spirit. Yeah, this one kind of crosses into your background a little bit. Um and part of it is just because
2: uh, I, I still do love wine and uh, the marriage, different things. And so, this is Louisiana cane sugar. Uh, it comes from a town called Belle Rose. And one of our good friends, her family are sugarcane farmers and they run the, the co op down there. And this has been basically twice distilled, rested at a relatively lower proof uh, in a Chardonnay barrel. Right. And so, it, it lends a lot of just vanilla butterscotch notes. Super fun for cocktails. Uh, it really stands out compared to a,
1: other, like a white or silver, you know, silver type rum. Sure, so and it's got a nice color to it. It does as well. have a nice color. It is uh, kind of Manila. <laughs> manila? <Okay. laughs> That's what I'm saying. Uh, of course, you know the Seattle light. Um, but let's talk about you know, pot still. So the hybrid still. So two times. Each time you distill, you get a higher percentage of alcohol yeah. in the. Uh, the the distillate. The, yeah, the uh, first time
2: we go through, that's called our stripping run. Strip, right? Uh, basically extracting the, the alcohols
1: out of it. Right. Uh, so so you are taking produce... tails, heads, and tails are the bad stuff, the fusel stuff, alcohol. Well, the, the
2: first run through, uh, typically, it's just it produces the low wines, what the, we call them, and then we do our our spirit run, and that's where we're going to really separate all of the the heads, heart, tails.
1: Right. And um, not. Not a lot of congeners in this particular uh, spirit. It's pretty clean. I think you get a hint of sugar cane. Mm-hmm. Now, do you back-add? Do you back-sweeten? Do you no. add any glycerol things? Nope, nothing. That's good. We don't do anything <clears throat> to any of our stuff. That's cool. Yeah. I know that that's legal, and I get it. Um, I think adding glycerol is really a, a textural thing, and it's, it's a byproduct. And when you're actually stripping it all out, you, sometimes you're stripping those very things out. So mm-hmm. adding it back is like putting... Um, what do they call it? Uh, uh, the nutrients or the, the stuff in water, the potassium, the, oh, the, uh, minerals, the minerals back here. Minerals, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, I'm tasting this. This is really delicious. Thank you. And if um, this is super delicious, I love the texture. I love the roundness. I mm. love the hint of vanilla, which which matches that uh, sugar cane note. Um, and this is eighty proof. Mm hmm. Great. Uh, and I get a little barrel on it, which is cool. And I've always appreciated white rums in barrel because I think it helps soften that to a degree. It, What's
2: your barrel age? It really does. So it goes in at 100 proof for mm-hmm. about um, two and a half, three months. Yeah. So just I, I don't even, I just rest it. I mean, it just softens it, and that's really we watch it and we taste it through its uh, evolution there in the barrel, and it just softens it, and uh, the vanilla it's notes kind of give it this, this some sweet. Uh, a little sweeter profile. It reminds it's... me of
1: custard. or um, mm-hmm. reminds me of a, a
2: little a... banana
1: almost in there, yeah, too. an egg tart, which um, I truly like. So do you make this in a special season? Do you, is the sugar cane harvested in the fall, and then you get it processed and you use it in uh, the spring? Yeah,
2: it's harvested in the fall. Uh, they kind of shut down shipping for a couple months, part of that process. And uh, then they, whenever we need it, we can get it throughout more the the rest of the time of year. Spring and summer are, are our ideal times for- Right, because I'm
1: thinking of the barrel rate, age resting, that you want some of that Well, heat.
2: and, and the, the rum yeast that we use oh. for it really likes warmer temperatures. Okay. Um, the yeast that we utilize for the whiskey and our potato vodka don't necessarily like as warmer temperatures. Interesting. So we try to, like a potato vodka, we try to do in the wintertime, a lot of whiskey
1: in the, in the shoulder seasons, mm-hmm. um, and then rum, some in the summer. Pretty neat. Yeah. Uh, I know that you have a variety of products, and it's great to have local partnerships. Uh, Tell me about one of the partnerships that you have. Um, Yeah. So we are working with uh, Zeke's Pizza, and this is kind of a fun one that
2: we just just started with, uh, with our new distributor, uh, Northwest Beverage. So I'm kind of excited about that. And so we brought uh, some different cocktails that we. All right, I so guess. we have
1: Tommy Brooks from the beverage director of Zeke's Pizza. Hey, welcome to Happy Hour. Thanks for having me. Good to have you. Anybody's bringing pizzas, always welcome <laughs> here at yeah. the, the Grand Palace on Fourth. Uh, let's talk about this special recipe because this is a Mojito, which actually uh, resides on the cocktail list of Zeke's Pizza, seventeen locations. Founded in 1993, so that'd be 25 years last year. That was quick. That was pretty quick. Good about that. <laughs> Well no, tell me yeah. what what's what makes this particular cocktail so unique is it the rum? It is the rum. It is yeah. the rum. It is the rum, it's the base spirit. And then it's all all scratch, all all fresh ingredients. Um mm. and I we love use tomatoes, agave, agave syrup too. Which is great, high glycemic so you don't have that real uh, sugar crash and I think you know I'm very, very I love sugar although I I don't buy <laughs> Captain Crunch anymore. It's <laughs> probably a good thing. <laughs> Oh, this smells delicious, and I watched you make it here as we were just getting uh, on air. Of course, um, the key to the mojito is balance, right? It's, it's, it's tart, it's sweet, it's minty, and it's refreshing. Um, some recipes call for uh, soda, or I like to add soda to mine because typically they're in a taller glass, and if that's all va- uh, rum, you're not going to sell another one, <laughs> and it's the keys. Uh, uh, so p- you brought some pizza as well. Tell me about the pizzas here. Yeah, so we have a Quentin Florentino. It's a veggie pie with artichokes, goat cheese, and some other good stuff, and a Quentin dragon. Florentino. Indeed, uh, yeah, funny names for the pies. A dragon is that like a male pizza and female dress or something? Something like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, that one is pepperoni, sausage, fresh garlic, and fresh jalapeno. Okay, I'm yeah. gonna say and what? Something you need to have the female component there. The the what with the pink something? No, nope. that actually
0: really goes well with the mojito.
1: It does. Oh, hook yeah. me up with a slice. Let's see. Let's um it. because it sounds like you've got this great uh, spicy, you've got heat and the mojito is refreshing, a little bit of sweetness. Um I'm really impressed with the rum. What does that cost? Uh you know, it's um
2: in the average is about 30 29 to about 33
1: depending on your location. All right. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Oh, look at this pizza. I like uh um. looks lovely, and the crust is made from scratch, and, and the, all these pizzas, I mean, is there a school that you guys have to go through for training, or, or for chefs, or? No, so that dough recipe, which is the magic of Zeke's, in my opinion,
0: was uh, created way back in 1993, over probably two years of research by one of our founders, and we make it fresh daily,
1: so. it's good stuff. Um, I'm chewing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, I haven't had Zeke's in a long time, um, and I love to chew on it, I think, Dough is important because you want mm-hmm. either crispiness, lightness, pan, or a good chew. Your toppings are nice and they're kind of coarse. Is there garlic on this too? There is fresh garlic. Yeah, baby. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, let's try it. Wash it down with the mojito. Okay, that is a match. It works. It does work. Nice. Can I get a slice of the mojito at the. Can you guys sell slices? We do, yeah. Oh, huh. can I get a slice of that? Absolutely. Wow. All right. This is working out. There you go. <laughs> I'm All loving right. it. Ryan right, Embry. So, uh, SkipRockDistillers.com, you have another cocktail to make for me because you ha- want to and use some of these special liqueurs, correct?
2: Yeah. So, we've got Yes. Yeah. So, uh, we're going to do a uh, an old-fashioned, uh, but we're going to harvest old-fashioned. And this is kind of a partnership, too, because it's uh, with my buddy uh, Kirby up at OOLA, the, the Waitsburg bourbon. It's going to have our spiced apple liqueur. Which is John of cool. Gold Apples. It's a Western Washington orchard. Um, and then our Nochino.
1: Awesome. Well, I can't wait to dive into that. And hopefully, we get another pizza slice with that. I got uh, Tommy Brooks, the beverage director of Zeke's, and Ryan Hembry, who is the owner co founder of Skip Rock Distillers. Hey, stick around, folks. We're going to jump into more cocktails right here on Happy Hour Radio.
0: Putting America first and holding the powerful accountable. Sean Hannity, weekdays 6 to 9 p.m. Talk Radio 570, KVI. You're in the know with KVI One to Know Weekends. Here's more Happy Hour Radio with Christopher Chan.
1: All right, CL. Hey, welcome back. Time for round two, and maybe time for a second slice of Zeke's Pizza. i got Tommy Brooks, the beverage director for the massive franchise of 17, or the conglomerate of pizza here, 17 (laughs) stores around the Super Northwest, and Ryan Hembree, who's the co-founder of Skip Rock Distillers. We just tasted a really delicious uh, white rum, a rested white rum, um, and it's uh, rested in Chardonnay barrels. I think it gives you just just a vanilla note, but also perhaps kind of a lemony banana character, which I was thinking reminded me of custard. It's definitely smooth on the palate and really delicious. Uh, we have a guest uh, mixologist in the house, too, uh, and she, Chelsea is making a um, Tell me about this drink again. It's old, Harvest Old Fashioned.
2: Yeah, so Harvest Old Fashioned, we got uh, Waitsburg uh, bourbon, the Skip, uh, our Skip Rocks uh, Spiced apple So Waitsburg
1: bourbon is from Ula, right? Yeah. And uh, that means it's Waitsburg, it's wheat from the Palouse or wheat from Walla Walla? Wheat from? You know, I'm not sure about that. Ah, yeah. we got to be careful. These are the questions yeah, that no good, our dude. listeners want to know, I'm sure. <laughs> but Waitsburg, obviously, so it's probably wheat from Waitsburg Yeah, what that, it that, means. Well, or, yeah. Uh, barley. Well, it's, it's whiskey, delicious. though, right? It's bourbon. It's not bur- oh, it is bourbon. Is so it's bourbon. at least yeah, corn. 51% yeah, corn. Uh, barley from?
2: Corn. Uh, the corn, at sorry. Corn, yeah.
1: Yes, I'm thinking scotch.
2: <laughs> it's all right, it's all right. <laughs> You're cut off already. No,
1: I'm not, because I, it's all that studying I've done for the Master's Summit exam. I was like, okay, and, and then it starts to run, which is great. So uh, we poured, did you pour a cocktail yet?
2: Yeah, well, let me do that real quick.
1: Okay. Um, and then it's got the Nochino, our walnut liqueur. Excellent. So it is uh, Skip Rock Waitsburg uh, bourbon, uh, 51% corn minimum. <laughs> Thank you. And, oh, look at the color here. Yeah. Um, so, basically, an old-fashioned is really orange. Uh, I like to, to muddle orange and cherry. I do like the fruit myself uh, with a little um, uh, bitters and, of course, uh, whiskey bourbon. Uh, and, I again, I like soda because I think it just adds a little bit of, of lightness to it. Um, but I like soda, and mm-hmm. I like to sip my drinks. Otherwise, I go through too many. All right. Hmm. There's, a, there's a, a very spicy aromatic uh it's almost like cardamom, but what's the you know chino, right? I, I, yeah, the nochino. I think it's just the, the way that the the
2: apple apples used as a sweetening agent, so there's no sugar cube. Right. And uh oh, and yeah. then right. Nochino because it's got some natural bitter notes to it, so there's there's actually no bitters
1: in this one. Right. And yeah. I, I noticed there I didn't see any bitters. Yeah. So uh this is ingenious. So this will be featured on uh, Zeke's Fall Cocktail Menus. Excellent. And so is, are we in the summer cocktail menu now? We are. All right. When can we expect that fall update? Probably mid-September. Mid-September. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, right when we get that first chill in the air. Um, really tasty. Now, let's talk about Zeke's. How many pizzas are on the, the menu there? Oh, gosh. I think there is 40. 40 pizzas. <clears throat> yep. yep. And, and who was responsible for all these? Is this sort of a group uh, group effort, or? It's our founders, two founders, Tom and Doug. <laughs> they, they develop all the recipes. Yep. Tom and Doug. Uh, they really? Yep. So they come into the store after like a late night, and <laughs> <laughs> I got an idea. <laughs> yeah, that's not too far off, actually. <laughs> yeah, all right. Rough job. <laughs> sure. Um, they must be uh, uh, fit and trim, I'm sure, of doing yeah. all this research and development. Um, really fun. You guys deliver, right? We do, yeah. And, uh, of course, full cocktail menu. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to have this mojito, which is... And what's the title of this particular mojito? Skip Rock Mojito or Skip to the my Mojito? It's ah, straw, I like that. Straw Hat Mojito. Straw Hat. Yeah. Okay. Is there a straw pizza? No. Straw mushrooms or... No. <laughs> no. Put some color. Okay, straw. Put, it's put straw. on All the right. beach I, I, yeah, psychologically. There we go. Yeah. All right. I'm to, yeah, it's yeah. like uh, straw, yeah. right? Manila? Oh, okay. That'll stay on the menu. That's uh, a, very that's good. permanent. Yeah, um, very refreshing and uh, beers on tap. Yep, we have uh, fourteen beers on tap. No, they're not locations. all IPAs, are they? No. Oh, thank goodness. We have as many lagers, craft lagers, as IPAs. Oh, cool, actually. good. Yeah. That's the next wave. Yep. Yeah, I yep. like. I had, I've had a dry hopped lager recently, which uh-huh. was awesome because cool. you yes. get the hop aroma and just that top flavor, but not just the, uh, cloyingly bittery mm-hmm. uh, IBUs of the high. Um, uh, international Bittering Units. Uh, any events coming up here in late July or, or August up at Snohomish? Do you have Snohomish Days or? Uh, we've got Clahia Days actually. Okay. Yeah. Uh,
2: so that's Clahia Days coming up. Um, just, yeah, we just a couple different things going on later in the summer, but uh, off will top of my head. But stop
1: by at 11
3: a.m. on yeah, Monday. That's right. if you just
1: want to belly up. That's and right. you've got, how many products are available for tasting? You know, I, I think we've got about 13. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so thirteen I, quarter ounces. That's it is. no. You
2: get four. You only get four samples. Oh, <laughs> can't come on now. You can't. Drive is that me on a that? day or per hour, or do I do per, I got to go change
1: my clothes, my per jacket day, per day per day? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I
2: see. We tried to get legislation through all, to change a little bit of that, but it didn't happen.
1: Uh well I get you know we're a we're a puritanical state as long as the government's involved with it right <laughs> government can do it but you know as soon as consumers do it oh uh, well, congratulations great product let's talk about this award winning raspberry liqueur yeah absolutely so uh you know we
2: part a big part of who we are Skip Rock is is working directly with the local farmers and so part of that is sourcing our you know whatever we raw materials this is our raspberry liqueur raspberry liqueur we've been making for about. Gosh, six years. We tooled the recipe a couple of years ago, three years ago, wow. and so this guy all washing fruits, 23 percent, and what's your uh, aguardente? Aguardente. What is the spirit? It's a, actually a neutral corn. Neutral corn. Okay. Yeah. So we do and we do a neutral spirit for our liqueurs and our gin. Nochino though actually does have some brandy and rum that we produce in house. Mm. It basically, it rounds out the mouth. Same rum pour. here. Yeah. All right. Yeah.
1: And brandy is is aged in what kind of so barrels? So it's
2: going to be the brandy. The brandy that for the nocino is unaged brandy.
1: All right. Yeah. So but we v. we do have brandy in barrels, but that's another. So that's it's another rum day. wine. It's yeah. wine based. o exactly. Excellent. Yeah. Um, I'm smelling this beautifully rich and fragrant exotic bowl yeah. of raspberries, and it's almost the black raspberry that just takes me there. It's it's got the really ripe, you know, raspberries. There's there's like three kinds. There's the one that's just tart and pink and like okay, that's a raspberry, it's too mm-hmm. tart. But then there's the one that's just luscious and kind of falling apart and it's super ripe. And I was like, oh, that's that's what I smell here.
2: Yeah, it's it's got like a there's there's structure to it as well. And that was a big part of that balance that we looked for. Not too sweet. There's there's tannic structure from the seeds and the skin and everything going on in it.
1: So how, tell me, is this a maceration or do you? Yeah um add the juice and then mash It's a little bit of all of the above. Right. Yeah. Sweetness is purely from there's a little bit of cane sugar, okay. the same
2: the same sugar that we uh utilize for, for with our rums. Okay. Yeah. From Louisiana. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Interesting. So this is a US
2: we try to yeah, oh it's all well this is pretty much yeah, it's all Washington except for some of the sugar. <laughs> yeah.
1: Which is all right. We're not doing that. Yeah. I'm not sure you're not even beet sugar from Washington State. Or oh no, like that. I
2: want I want real cane sugar.
1: Real cane sugar. So
2: but with with the raspberry, we kinda of, we're having fun with it because um earlier this year, back in March with the American Distilling Institute, we took top uh top liqueur you know, for the big competition. We did that in two thousand seventeen as well. Wow. And how and many
1: liqueurs do you think are entered in that?
2: Um, about 200? 50, well, the, for actually for the liqueurs, I don't know. There's, they could be, I I actually don't want that, that one. I don't know. Okay. Um, but that's great. You still took it But yeah, anyway, that's we took very top impressive. two out of three years. Um, uh, it's done really well, like Sip Northwest Magazine and a whole bunch of other different competitions. Um, over in London, World Liqueur uh, awards, it just took top fruit liqueur for the entire world. Wow, which was pretty cool. Very cool. Uh, the Nocino got a gold medal as well. Excellent. Yeah, so we're uh, pretty excited the way that those
1: have turned out. I want to. I want you to put a little rum in this particular I want to make my Ooh. own cocktail here. Oh, I like that. And I like the bit of acidity we get from uh, the raspberries. And how many yeah. raspberries are in each bottle? Oh my would gosh. you say? Come on. We,
2: we've we've done this a couple times for each bottle. It's it's a couple pounds. I'll I'll even say it's my, probably it's my lowest margin product that we make. I'm sure because <laughs> there's so much raw material and it's it's all farm direct from the farm.
1: And how, so what do you you're buying what um, uh, three hundred pounds of raspberries at a time or five hundred pounds? About, about four hundred pounds. Four hundred pounds. Yep. And how long does it take to produce this particular liqueur? About four and a half months. Oh, really? Yeah. Because of the maceration time.
2: Maceration time and just you you don't want to crash it all together uh even when it's done with maceration you want to dilute it slowly um blend the ingredients over time
1: you got to do a raspberry rum man
2: i i've i've probably done about everything like i'm this. sure <laughs> that is so
1: good mm the roundness and you know i i love the sweetness of the uh the raspberry liqueur it's just called raspberry liqueur yeah <laughs> yeah so i mean
2: like we've got a number of accounts that'll do like uh Raspberry mojito, um, sure. Raspberry, you know, gin and tonic, Moscow mule. It's, yeah, it's yeah. it's a great. In the mule agent. It's great. I mean, lemonade,
1: I lemonade. Um,
2: raspberry lemon drop. I mean, there's a, and, and actually, I've done some great
1: drinks with uh, whiskey with our rye whiskey on it. Oh, I would I would imagine. Yeah, and the flavor here is very concentrated, so you don't need a lot. Um, but it's not so overly concentrated that having a a pretty good sip is like um, off putting. No, it's really it, balanced all, and delicious. All
2: of our liqueurs are lower on the sweetness side. And that's something that we really try to do.
1: Mm, full of flavor. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations! Thank you. Well, do you have a big plaque? Is it a big uh, medal? Is it uh, a um, crown? We
2: got a nice, we got a nice uh, poster for it. Um, with uh, American Distilling Institute, we actually got a nice uh, Glencairn Crystal plaque. Oh, nice! Yeah, all yeah. right. So we got we got two of those at the distillery, and a whole bunch of other medals for it. Congratulations!
1: Yeah. Uh, well, great. So um, later this summer, you've got the Claheia Days or Klahani mm-hmm. Day. No, that's a different Claheia. Claheia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's uh, skiprockdistilling.com. dot com. Just Skip Rock Distillers. Skip Rock Distillers. See, that's why we repeat it. Skip Rock Distillers uh, tasting Monday through Saturday, eleven to five. You Go gotta check it out. You get to up to your maximum four taste. And Zeke's Pizza mm-hmm. website, Zeke's Pizza dot com. Ah, Zeke's dot com. Forty different varieties plus. Build your own, and of course, a great cocktail list in seventeen locations. The newest location is going to be where? Woodinville. Actually, next month is going to be number seventeen. Oh wow! Yeah. Look Woodin at that! Creek, yeah. How about that? Mm-hmm. You're going to give that those pizza mongers up there uh, a run for their money. I'm really excited hey, about Hey guys, it. congratulations, and uh, thank you so much yeah. uh, on sharing your great products with SkipRockDistillers.com and Zeke'sPizza.com. We'll see you again on Happy Hour Radio. Thanks, Thanks for having you. Us. Hey folks, stick around. We got more coming right up on 570 KVI
0: he's live he's local he's all northwest lars larson weekdays noon to three talk radio 570 kvi kvi want to know weekends time for another round of happy hour radio with christopher chan
1: all right, Seattle. Hey, the Sound. Welcome back. Time for round three. And I got someone super special on the line here. Uh, we had just a bunch of pizza and cocktails, which is great. But if you ever want to think healthy, and I know it's one of those things that everything's in moderation is good, whether it's candy, pizza, sex, <laughs> or booze. Uh, but moderation is the key. But sometimes there's an, there's a product out here that says, you know what? I'm actually pretty good, and I found that, uh, of course, I get a lot of great products coming across my my desk, and sometimes not so great. But um, I really dug this next product. It's uh, it's called Flying Embers, and it's hard kombucha. You've heard a, a segment on before about hard kombucha, um, but this is really great stuff. And I happen to have the founder, uh, CEO of Flying Embers, Bill Moses. Hey, Bill, welcome to Happy Hour.
3: Hey, thanks so much for having me.
1: My pleasure. So you have some history in the beverage world. Tell me about that history.
3: Yeah, sure. So I um, started off, uh, I started an organic winery uh, down here in Ojai, California, and uh, that was my first uh, foray into fermented beverages. And then I started Cavita, uh, which is a non-alcohol fermented kombucha, and um you know, sold that uh, a couple years back, and uh, now I'm into flying numbers. Uh, a hard alcohol kombucha. Uh, that's uh, yeah. That's
1: so. You went into alcohol. You got out of alcohol. <laughs> now you're back in. That's pretty cool. Um, when you think about kombucha, uh, I know that it's a fermented beverage, a fermented tea. Um, talk about the basics of kombucha.
3: Well, well kombucha basically is um, an old, two thousand year old alcohol elixir from uh, from china known to provide a lot of healing uh benefits uh and so specifically what we have in ours is it's uh it's, it's bacteria healthy bacteria like probiotics it's got it's made with uh with yeast it's fermented and uh with uh and it's got fermented with a tea and the tea gives off a lot of uh antioxidants and um, we ferment it in, a, uh, in an adaptogen root blend of turmeric and ginger and astragalus and ashwagandha. These are old plant medicines from, uh, from, from thousands of years ago being used. And so when you ferment that all together, the fermentation creates alcohol, and it also makes all these wonderful uh, plant, plant herbs it uh, brings out all their better for you uh attributes so that when you drink it uh you feel better you and you and you are better
1: I like that. I know that alcohol is a solvent, um, so uh, and, and a solvent can leach things out. And, and in this case, it's not a hard alcohol. It's I mean, it's not a very high proof alcohol. It's I mean, it's not concentrated. So you're getting just the best of these particular herbs. And uh, you said astragalus. I didn't know that one. What's what does that do? Uh, yeah, uh,
3: well, astragalus, astragalus. Astragalus. Yeah, and it's, a, it's yeah, and it's an adaptogen. It basically helps you with things. Whenever you're whenever you get very stressed and uh, you get t- and stress, it'll help alleviate sort of uh, the physiological sort of results from stress. And so it's, a, it's, a, it's an herb that, uh, that's used in Chinese medicine.
1: Very cool. Well, you know, my grandfather my grandfather was Chinese. <laughs> I mean, I'm half Chinese. My dad's full Chinese. So I'm digging that. Uh, you know, the first mixologist was actually in China <laughs> back 7,000 years cool. ago. Yeah. Um, You're right. You've got some great stuff here. So Flying Embers, where did this name come from?
3: Well, so, you know, uh, it, it came from it was inspired and, and it came to me during the, the Thomas fires of, uh, uh, of a year and a half ago that hit uh, here uh, in Ventura County uh, at the time it was the largest fire. And we were asked to evacuate and I stayed back with the, my, my at, at the brewery with a couple of my my fellow uh, workers. And, you know, we, we basically, you know, um, endured uh, a, a fire and and we, you know, we did what we had to do and. And when the fire was on the mountain ranges all around us, watching the embers just light up the mountainside with the, with the winds, uh, it came to me that uh, that the branch should be called Flying Embers because of the medical, metaphorical uh, meaning of flying and embers and fire and the transformational nature of it and, and how we're trying to transform the alcohol space so that it's, uh, it's actually something that could, uh, that could be better for you and not just something that's used as uh, a simple inebriant. So all of it tied together when we're fighting the fire, protecting our, our brewery. Wow, I imagine I know.
1: imagine you were probably trying to save some of the inventory by uh, sipping and and uh, waxing poetic about how great this is. Was it was no, it chilled try, at the time? It, 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 Would you have power yeah, then? Yeah,
3: it, it, no, no, yeah, no, we lost the power. But, I, you know, the fire department, what happens? At my, we had the, you know, the fire department was up there, and many of them were you know, stationed there. And, you know, through the day, it was a three day journey where the fires kept going. And uh, we definitely imbibed, we definitely took a few sips in the late hours, uh, just trying to keep uh, refreshed and relaxed enough to get through the next uh, the next hour. So, uh, yeah, we definitely had some on ice.
1: That's funny. I'm wondering if you're like, uh, hey, you got a bag of that or <laughs> <laughs> I, need yeah, to, right. I need to light some up. Um, so, fun. so how many flavors do you have in the, in the portfolio for Flying Embers comp- Hard Kombucha?
3: So, yeah, right now we have four. Uh, we, uh, we have uh, ginger and oak. We have uh, lemon orchard. We have ancient berry. And we have grapefruit and thyme. Uh, four flavors. All 4.5% alcohol with zero grams of sugar and zero net carbs.
1: Uh, it 's amazing, and when those came across my desk and I, and I know kombucha is one of those things that, if most people have had it, they either love it or don 't love it yet. Um, I know that it has a it can be a little vinegar taste and can be sour and like just a little not a little weird and foreign, but once you get into that, like we drink wine or we drink special teas or even um, different herb, herbal thing concoctions uh, some of that bitterness, some of the tartness, some of the uh, herbalness in uh flavors we get used to, and we recognize, our body, I think our body recognizes that it's good. I mean, the first taste of ginger is kind of repulsive if you're tasting the ginger root because it's sharp, but then your body goes, you know what, I, I, I think I like it, and it's, it's really cool that you have ginger oak here. Where did the oak part come in? That's interesting.
3: Well, yeah, you know, really, yeah. So, so you know, I'm I'm, a, I'm also a winemaker, and so oh, you know, right. I realized that oak imparts these tannins and this it adds gravitas to to the wine, and and so I uh, I experimented with it with the ginger and oak with the ginger, and it was it was a great compliment, and that's where it came from. It came from winemaking.
1: I love it, and I'm tasting it now. Uh, I love that it, it is very gingery. It has it's better than ginger beer to me, um, and certainly not as not even close to as sweet as ginger beer. That's the challenge with ginger beer is that it's so much darn sugar in there um this this has that nice subtle drying factor the tannin which finish dries the finish so you get this oak- at- uh, sorry you get the ginger attack you get the the fragrance the aroma and the, the sort of tingle um but then you've got the oak which gives you this hints of vanilla and just a little bit of tannin to sort of dry the palate and sort of soothe the palate um really delicious I love that these are in is this twelve or sixteen ounce can right is it yeah uh and your your yeah, packaging evolve- is really sharp.
3: That's yeah, right. thank you. Yeah, you know, we we try to make it uh, you know, uh eye catching and colorful and you know, of course with the flying number we have the, the Phoenix uh bird that uh, sort of represents that whole that whole uh genre as, as sort of our icon. But uh uh yeah we, we, we think it's uh, an effective package and uh people are liking uh, the sixteen ounce uh, cans. I am, too,
1: because <laughs> uh, it's it's only 4.5, but, you know, y- it's more refreshment, uh, and it's it's worth the investment. Uh, you've got these available around town here in, in the Pacific Northwest in Seattle. Was it uh, Whole Foods, or do you have some of the stores?
3: Yeah, Whole Foods is a uh, market of choice. Whole Foods are, are really uh, leading the charge for us up there um, where where we are in uh, uh, Total Wine, dovemo et cetera. Um, are are the primary uh, retailers where you can find us.
1: Very cool. Do you use a special tea? Is there the same tea for each? Is this a base kombucha and then you flavor it afterwards, or is each recipe no, unique?
3: A, yes. So each. Well, let's see. We we <clears throat> we use a, we use a black tea. Uh, you know, an imported organic uh, Chinese black tea that uh, that's fermented in all of them. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's the same consistent tea. Um, it's the same uh, sort of formulation, and we don't, we don't, we don't add anything. Everything is made together as part of the fermentation process, so it's integrated. and uh, And the fermentation process actually, uh, as you said, per, you know, really uh, brings out the the, uh, the, the the health attributes from the from the different plants that we uh, that we have in there.
1: I know that kombucha is, is a great new category. Not real and relatively new, it's like three, four or five years old now. Um and I know that from the small batch people here in the northwest that it was like a hundred gallons at a time. Are you making this uh in like a stainless steel fermenter like you would wine?
3: Yeah, we we are, yeah. We're making it uh, we're not making it you know, so our, our fermenters are um yeah, certainly uh we'd say they're five hundred gallons, so they're not they're not they're not super industrial, but they're not I wouldn't call them small batches, uh, but they are single batch, single strength, full scoby uh, ferments that uh, really speak to authentic kombucha.
1: I'm really excited about that. Uh, We're going to take a little break here. We're going to come back. I want to ask you more about uh, specifics about uh, Flying Embers Kombucha. I've got Bill Moses, the CEO and founder of Flying Embers, which is hard kombucha based out of Ventura, California. Uh, I'm happy to have the ginger and oak open and in my glass and also the ancient berry. Hey, folks, stick around. We'll have more with Bill Moses and Flying Embers Hard Kombucha right here on Happy Hour Radio.
0: America First and Holding the Powerful Accountable, Sean Hannity, weekdays 6 to 9 p.m., Talk Radio 570, KVI. You're in the know with KVI 1 to Know Weekends. Here's more Happy Hour Radio with Christopher Chan.
1: All right, hey, welcome back to our fourth and final segment here on Happy Hour Radio. I've got Bill Moses, the CEO and founder of Flying Embers Hard Kombucha. Uh, I've got two, two cans, two 16-ounce cans open, ginger and oak and ancient berry. And we're talking about um, the, the single batch process that uh, Flying Embers uh, takes in their methodology or, or um, production. Uh, so, Bill, tell me, is there a mother um, or is each batch actually its own little uh, environment?
3: Yeah no we do have a mother that we uh, that we use and it's uh it is the SCOBY, and it's uh and we and it and it does uh you know after every batch we recharge it we rebatch it and we take a piece of that SCOBY from the old batch and, and inoculate the new batch and so uh that's a real that's a really important part of our fermentation process in our single strength uh manufacturing uh procedure
1: I like it. It's like the sourdough starter, right? And there's a lot of history with sourdough. I mean, that's that's basically the, the mother of uh, of the Western frontier almost. Um, pretty cool. So do you have plans for more flavors? Because now I'm enjoying the ancient berry. And this berry, this is really flavorful. Is it a single berry? Because it's got more, more roundness and complexity than one berry.
3: Well, it's got elderberry, which is very functional. We've got goji berry, which is what makes it ancient. And we have raspberry, so we have three different berries uh, in there, all mm-hmm. of which have different values.
1: Very cool. Um I like that it's not purple too. <laughs> You're,
3: yeah, right, so
1: The the label is purple, which is good. It says ancient berry because I think our mind sees that and we want to think good things. I mean, you don't want to see a green word berry, right? Because you think it's unripe. But uh, for whatever reason, this is delicious, and the flavors are very pure, and it's um, it's great balance. I think what's cool about a kombucha is it is very much like wine with the acidity, and of course the flavors and alcohol. Do you have plans for
3: new flavors in the horizon? Oh, we sure do. Yeah, we have a we have a matcha. You know matcha. uh, Really, uh, really. We got matcha coming. Oh boy, Uh it's really good. We have a uh, we have a pineapple chili. Okay, uh, which is pretty pretty cool. Very, I mean that's a a touch of chili.
1: Is that serrano Um, or habanero or is that like pasilla?
3: It's uh, serrano.
1: Okay, excellent.
3: Serrano, yeah,
1: very good. I like a little Um, zip.
3: And uh, of course, I think I, we just released the grapefruit, which will be coming up to the area pretty soon. Grapefruit and thyme, so we put uh, the herb thyme in it, which uh, again gives it a real base uh, flavor profile."
1: Did you have these ideas in your head when you sold Cavita, or were you like, "All right, now it's a blank slate, and I want to do something new, so let's get to work"?
3: Yeah, great question. Well, you know, <clears throat> all of us non-al kombucha makers know how hard it is to 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 make it to keep. If you want to sell it at a retail show, store. It, it, it can't have more than 0.49% alcohol. And right. the big problem with the kombucha, sometimes it gets above that, and the retailers get unhappy. So I worked really hard keeping the alcohol level below 0.49%, 0.5%. And when I was doing it, I was at one point I was like, God, like, if God gives you a lemon, make lemonade. There and so I, I thought, when I get done with Kavita, I'm going to make lemonade, and that's going to be, it's going to have alcohol in it, low levels of alcohol, but ultimately, that's really what kombucha wants to be. It wants to be an alcoholic product. And I said, I'm gonna make one. So yeah.
1: Well congratulations. And I know we're using champagne yeast in the dry version, so yeah. to speak.
3: Yeah, we are. That's what's one of our it's one of the, 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 the yeast that we're using that gives it a, a really, really light, crispy sort of moth feel. And of course, uh uh, the champagne yeast is a wine yeast, so what happens is it really can tolerate the, the higher levels of alcohol. Some of the more native yeast, um, you know, uh, right. and any kind of yeast have a hard time, so it really works for us.
1: Even, like, brewer's yeast can be a little light. Uh, well, yeah.
3: congratulations.
1: Yeah. Um, the website is?
3: www.flyingembers.com.
1: Flyingembers.com, and you, uh, we can find these, again, at Whole Foods, uh, BevMo, and Total Wine. Uh, are these sold in four packs, or are they six packs, or a, do- a
3: case, or yeah, what? Four- yeah, four packs. Four packs. Yep, right
1: now. What's do you think's the right temperature for kombucha to really enjoy it? Is it um really cold ice? No, I think
3: well, I don't think too cold. I mean I'm I'm thinking, you know, frankly, I think around forty five to fifty degrees it's great on ice. It's great on ice, yeah, for sure. Um and uh yeah, so I would say cold, um, but not too cold because it gets a, a little too cold, you can't really get the full flavor body of it if it's uh if it's too cold but yeah. definitely definitely chilled.
1: I always say uh, ice cold lemonade doesn't taste like it tastes like ice and not lemonade. Uh so fun. Hey Bill Moses, congratulations on this. Uh when it came across my desk, um your PR people are are very uh very talented. They they kept on me and um I know we lost the first batch or something but well worth the wait. Congratulations uh, Bill Moses, CEO of flyingembers.com. Thanks so much for joining me on Happy Hour Radio.
3: Thank you. Thank you.
1: All right. Hey, folks, hope you enjoyed that. Uh, really, check this out. Good stuff, delicious. And, you know, for, for someone who's got some allergies, whether it's wheat or or uh, lactobacillus, or, or just, I'm allergic to everything. It's corn, it's soy, it's all this stuff. This makes me feel good, and I like that I can talk about it um, and really enjoy it as well. Hey, folks, hope you enjoyed the show. Remember, we have a website. It's happyhourradio.net. If you're on the Facebook, it's Happy Hour Radio, or in the Twitter sphere, Happy HR Radio. And remember, when you're out and about, life is always better with a designated driver. Cheers!